am Hannah Brim, and you are watching Raise Your Voice TV. Thank you so much for watching. It means so much to me. You know, just because I'm on a television screen and you're there, you still have a voice, and I appreciate the viewers, I appreciate you watching, and I believe we all have a voice, that we're all working together for such a time as this, that you're not too young, you're not too old, but we all have a voice, and your voice matters. So I just wanna encourage you today in your voice, and you know what, I have a very special guest today. You do not want to miss the next half hour of this show. I have some exciting things happening, some new things, but first I wanna do my scripture of the day. I love this scripture. I've known this scripture my whole life and I love it in the message translation. And it says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. It's so easy. It's like, God, I wanna know every step. I wanna know all the answers. But he's like, no, trust me, have faith in me. You know, it's so easy. I know for myself, you know, just, trusting God. You know, I'm in a new season doing television and I've had to trust God and I'm always trusting God every step of the way. I can't try to figure it all out. It's so easy to want to figure everything out, but you can't. You have to trust him. So I want to encourage you with that today. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Trust him for your voice and what he's called you to do for such a time as this. He will make the way for you. And I am so excited. Like I said, I have a very special guest. My brother is here, Brandon Brim, all the way from Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, it's an honor. I'm very excited, and this is going to be a great show. We're going to have lots of fun. Yeah, we are. And actually, Brandon, we're going to play a game. It's called Heads Up, and we play this game for hours. When I go visit him in Los Angeles, California, how long will we play? We played this game for a long time. We played this game so much. We played it late until the evening, and you'll see how it works. It's, it's a fun game, and I'll tell you a story right after it, but when you get tired, you know, things that you normally know, you, you think you're saying the right answer, but you're not, and, and that's what makes it funny. Everyone starts laughing, so yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we want to share it with you. I was like, hey, Brandon, let's do this game. And I was like, he's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah. I was like, I want to do something new. I want to have fun. Let's try this game. So we're going to play this game with you, and it's the Bible version of the game. So I will start out, okay? All right, let's do it. All right. So let's see, play. All right, here we go. All right. Okay, another name for Holy Spirit? Holy Ghost? Yep. Uh, the animals went to the ark. Noah's Ark. Uh, how many were there? Two by two? Yep. Uh, angel, the main angel. Gabriel? Yep. Okay, uh, a coin came out of this when Jesus. Fish? Yeah. Uh, not Simon, but... Peter? Yes. Um, great cloud of witnesses. What book is that? Hebrews? Yeah. Um, if it's not true, it's what? False. Okay, and you have a voice. Another name for voice is a what? False voice. False. Um, you overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. Word? The false word. words? In the, by the word of the... Testimony. Yeah. False so, testimony? Yeah. That's a hard one. Um, you can get it. People like to drink it. Uh, salad dressings. Vinaigrette. Um, what? There's a restaurant, oil. Italian restaurant. Uh, oil and vin vinegar? Uh, <laughs> that, was hard. that was a tough one. You should have passed olive, that. Olive rather. oil. Olive oil. I could have got that. Yeah. But you only had like five seconds. Oh. Three, four, five, six, 
takes seven, eight, seven. I got seven. Okay. Seven, that's pretty good. Sorry. All right. Okay. All right, your turn. Okay, uh, our cousin's name. He's the youngest cousin. Isaac. Yeah. Okay, uh, for God so loved the world that he, he gave. gave. Okay, what's begot. the scripture passage? Yeah. Okay, uh, if you have a lot of money, it's... You're, you're rich. Okay. Blessed. Um, it, <laughs> it's... Okay, pass it. All right, uh, not God, but... The, de yeah. uh, the devil. Yes. And, okay, when Jesus, right before he went to the cross, he went to the... to pray. This um, place where he went to pray. Garner Gethsemane. Yeah. Okay, uh, in, not incense, a type of incense where they brought to Jesus when he was a baby. Frankincense? Another type. Myrrh? Yeah. Okay, uh, he killed his brother in Genesis. There were two brothers. Cain and, and Abel. Brother. Yeah. Abel, yeah. Okay, pass that. <laughs> like a Hebrew word. Okay, um, Jesus' mom. Mary. Okay, and she was, they call Mary her the name. Magdalene, but uh, Mary, Mary the, uh, it's fine. <laughs> I think I beat you. I Let's think see. I won. One, two. I had seven. Three, four, five. Did I beat you? Six. Oh, you beat you, I beat you by one point. You beat me by one. So, I'll rematch later. Yeah, we'll have to. So what were you going to say, a funny story? Yeah, one night we were playing this. It was real late at night, and, and they were giving me the, the clue, and they were saying, um, he got swallowed by a well. He got swallowed by a well. I'm like, Job. Job, and they go, no, it's, it's not Job. And I'm like, I thought I was saying Jonah. I'm like, it's Job. They go, no. And then it ended, and they said, it's Jonah. And I thought I was saying Jonah. They said, you weren't saying Jonah, you were saying Job. I know, true. So anyway, with it, that's just a fun game, and it helps you refresh. But yeah, I just want to show this video clip of, of my brother, you know, just talk about your ministry and what God has been doing for your, in your life. You and your wife, Destiny. Yeah, God's called, you know, I've kind of felt that calling when I was a younger age, and I gave myself to it years um, when, I, when my wife and I got married. I just started really seeking God in that secret place. And I was saying earlier backstage how I heard the Lord. I was just craving, and I was just hungering for God, and He was just, my life was being changed. And I wasn't, I didn't care about the opinion of man. I was just seeking God in that secret place. We live for the audience of one. And just spending time with him, Hannah. And yes. I remember one morning I was, I was talking to the Lord and I, I said, God, I know you call me to preach, but I don't have a message to preach. I have a wife now. What am I going to do? I know that there's this calling on me. I'm burning up, but I don't have a message to preach. And even if I did have a message, I don't like to talk in front of people. And I heard the Lord speak to me. I was there. I was there that early morning, about 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning, I heard this, Brandon, I'll give you a message and I'll preach it through you. So in that secret place, just like the scripture of the day, it talks about trusting God with the bottom of your heart. I was in that moment, still am. I was trusting God with the bottom of my heart. You'll give me a message. You'll preach it through me. So I was studying the word and he started talking to me about the name of Jesus, the power in his name. And it's so funny, real quick, when I, I got this message, I, I told my brother, I said, Jared, I said, I'm going to preach a service coming up, and I'm going to talk about the name of Jesus. He called me back, shocked. He said, Brandon, I had a dream years ago. It was me and you, and Jesus was there, and he was talking to us about 
his name. So that's what we're called to do. We go and we preach, we stir up the churches and about the name of Jesus and being on fire for God. That's awesome. And I want to show this video of, of their ministry and what God is doing in your life. So We have been given a mandate. And it's to preach Jesus and the power in his name. When that happens, when the name of Jesus is preached, miracles happen, signs happen, wonders happen, awakenings happen, revivals happen. All for his glory. Walking by faith, you know, Brandon and I, we've, we've been raised in church our whole life, you know, and just there were some memories of us growing up just and some things that you remember. It's just, it's just an honor, you know, being raised up in the house of, of God and just things that I, you know, really remember is we're not called. Uh, you can see some pictures of us when we're younger here. We're not <laughs> called to be like other people. People in the world have to go through things and they have to you know, and it's amazing, you know, just things, us trusting God, our uh, situation, how our family would always go to the Bible. It would be a biblical right. answer. And this is what the Bible says, so this is what we believe. And that's just something that's just really been instilled in, in my life for yeah. sure. You know, and just because we've been raised in ministry family, you know, I've mentioned this before, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect. It doesn't mean that, you know, okay, we know everything about the Bible. We don't know every answer. As you can see on the game, you know, we still are learning, but it's just that you have to have your own relationship with God. And today, you know, I want to talk about, I just believe that this generation is drawn to the supernatural. You know, you see that living in LA and traveling, yes. you know, there's just so much that's attracted in, in the supernatural. And it seems like this generation, I believe, is is drawn to that, you know, and God is used to in ministry and, you know, growing up, you know, your life, you weren't always serving the Lord. You know, I remember praying for you and thank God, you know, what God's been doing in your life, you know, and just share about kind of your story and how God revealed himself to you. Well, just like what Hannah said, you know, we grew up in a a Christian home, a Christian family. I always say this, you know, when Tuesday night prayer group was happening, little Brandon was going. And, and I've been to a lot of church services. I've, I've heard a lot of sermons. I, I always say this, I, know, I knew how to get by in the way of it looked like I had everything to put together. It looked like I was serving God 100% on fire for God. But really, in reality, my heart was away from him. I wasn't in the place that I needed to be. You know, people would say, Brandon, how are you doing? And you're around all these church people all the time and ministry people. And they say, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm blessed, highly favored. God is good. Oh, yeah, I'm on fire for God. Was I? No. And I always say this. It's not about the, uh, just about a message. It's not just about the sermon, but a touch from God. Yes. Where you know it's not just my parents, God. It's not just the church services I go to. And it's not just for these people. God wants a relationship with you and I. And I got a hold of that. And I said, even though things in my past have kind of hurt me, people, you know, maybe even said the church. Yeah. 
And God said, that's not me. I'm for you. I'm your number one fan. I made you. It says in the word over and over, you've been fearfully, wonderfully made. In Psalms, David says, I th God thinks about us more than the sand on the seashore. So I started seeing this. I saw that God, he put me here and how he loves me. And I'm going to serve him full on fire wholeheartedly. Yeah. And like you said, you know, it seems like there's so many people in the world. You know, I don't know how many people in the world. Billions, right? Yeah, it's like, I think like 7 billion. Yeah, 7 billion people. Think of that. That's a lot of people. Yes. And we serve a God. And it's like, how can he know me? You know, how can he have, like you were saying, a, a fellowship? You know, why would God want to talk to me? There's so many people in the world. But God wants to know you. God wants personal fellowship with you, relationship with you. And that's a supernatural thing to think that Almighty God wants to talk to you and have communion with you. Exactly. And you're talking about supernatural and why that's so key. Well, one of the main keys is, is we serve a supernatural God. Our God is supernatural. Exactly. You look at Jesus's life, 30 years of preparation for ministry for three years of public ministry. But Jesus had some supernatural things that went on in his ministry. Yeah, he did. That when they saw him transformed before his eyes, Moses coming down. You know, we serve a supernatural God. And I, I believe this, it's good for us to be supernatural people because that's what we are designed for. Exactly. Earth is not our real home, thank God. But we are on an assignment from heaven to make heaven real to people. And I, I believe why it's so key to know that, you know, about the supernatural is so you don't have to be limited by what you see. Exactly. That you serve a God, that God's not limited by what goes on here on earth, but know that you serve a supernatural God. Yes. And I believe this, this is a generation, you know, the, you know, the enemy is trying to draw them to the wrong things of the supernatural. But like you said, that's normal because we're supernatural beings. We come from a supernatural God. So we are to be attracted to the supernatural, that things happen. And, you know, I want to, we were talking about knowing God for yourself. I believe that's everything. You know, like we've talked about, we've been raised in ministry family, but I can't go off of my family's experiences with God. You know, God sees me as an individual and in that saying that God is a God of the individual. He wants to know you individually. He wants to know me individually. He wants to know you, Brandon, individually. He wants to have that communion with you. He wants to talk with you. That's supernatural, that God wants to talk with you. God wants you to just say, hey, what's up, God, you know? And I want you to share about when you were about, what, middle school, seventh grade, eight, was it eighth grade, and yes. you had that experience with the Lord and what he told you. Yeah, I was, in, I was in eighth grade, and uh, I grew up going to a, a Christian school and since I was little. And, you know, at a Christian school, it's so different than a public school because at a Christian school, you know, the first hour of the day is, is Bible class. Right. Whether if you like it or not, you know. <laughs> You're like reason, half awake. You're like, yeah. what are we learning? I'm just joking. But. So we have Bible <laughs> class, and I kind of, to be honest, I kind of took it for granted and then uh, for sports and stuff, when I got in seventh grade, I left the Christian school and I went to a public school. And at the public school, you don't have Bible class, you know, no. first hour. Nope. And the kids are cussing and just saying 
just really, you know, perverted things. And I remember when I was there, that first like couple weeks, I felt so sick. And now knowing what I do, I know is my spirit was being grieved. Yeah. The atmosphere was completely different than what I was used to and brought up in. But you know what? I got used to it, Hannah. My, I got, I got, my conscious got, I got seared where it didn't bother me anymore. Yeah. I'm around these people. They're, I'm in sports with them. I'm spending time with them. And, and I got to a point for about two years, I never spent time with God. When I would say my prayer for my lunch, be some generic prayer. I didn't mean it. Didn't even know what I was saying. Just rehearsing something. God bless his food. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. No, t- no relationship. No, I had a relationship, but no fellowship with Jesus. No heart connection. No you heart connection. Yeah. And I was so busy in life. And I, I believe that's such a tactic of the enemy where you're so busy. He makes you so busy and tries to weigh you down with just your daily things where you don't have your fellowship with Jesus. Yeah, like you're going through the motions. You know, we've mentioned before, this is random. I never thought I would be saying this, but when I was little, I loved Chuck E. Cheese. We would go to Chuck E. Cheese all yes, the time. Yes, I did too. And sometimes the Chuck E. Cheese band, they're like robots, you know, they're just like sitting up there. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but sometimes I see that, I'm like, I feel like we're just going through the motions. Like you said, there's no heart connection. You know, it says in Psalms chapter 78, it's talking about the children of Israel talks about all the miracles that God did for them in that desert. And it says this, they, honor, they, they flatter me with their mouth, but it says the next verse, but their heart is not with me. Yeah. He wants your heart. Yeah, he wants your heart. I didn't have my heart. I was maybe flattering with them with my mouths here and there, but I had no heart connection, not spending time with God, not reading my Bible, thought I was so busy where I couldn't spend time with them. And I, that's like what I was saying. That's such a tactic of the enemy. If you have to get up earlier, do it. It's vital. It's your life source, your fellowship with Jesus and with Holy Spirit. And uh, I didn't spend time, you know, like I, I should have. And for a couple of years goes by, and I had this dream, this night vision. And to share it real quickly, I remember I, I was in New York City, and I walked into this, this building. The building was empty. It was this room. I, had, I could see it now, all these wooden shelves. But Jesus was standing behind the so counter. So how did you know it was New York? You I, were just in New York. I, I just knew because I, I remember standing in the street. I remember looking up and seeing the buildings. And there were New York buildings. We were like in the downtown area. So you were in a room or in a building. I was, out, I was outside in the street first. Then I walked up the stairs and went into the building. And I, and I opened the door and I saw Jesus standing there. And when I saw him, I can't even tell you what I, what I felt, what I sensed. I, I felt love. I sensed love and a, and a presence and a glory. And I couldn't stand. It brought me to my knees and I tried to run out of there. I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Felt like I betrayed my best friend. I can't even tell you what it felt like. The, the feeling is, what I thought though, Hannah, I said that you can get the strongest guy in the world who's been through the most stuff, who's been hurt by everybody, but he looks at Jesus, he'll fall on his knees. So why did you feel like you portrayed him? Because of those two years not spending time with him. Because you didn't talk with him. I didn't talk with him. And when I saw Jesus, he said this. This is what he said to me, the first thing. Brandon, why have you forsaken me? Why haven't you been spending time with me? 
I had a sudden realization, Jesus cares if I spend time with him. He wants my time with him. And then I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I probably said it a hundred times. And he said, it's okay. Like no big deal. And I looked up that word forsaken. It means to have a relationship with someone and turn your back against them. You know. Wow. Or have a fellowship with someone and turn your back against them. You're always, you have a relationship with God, but he wants you to have fellowship. Yeah, talk with him. Talk with him. And he said, Brandon, Brandon, why have you forsaken me? Why haven't you been spending time with me? Why haven't you talked with me? And just think of it, you were what, 14? Yeah. 14 years old. And Jesus cared that you talked with him. Exactly. And had fellowship with him. And I still think about that. When I spend time, you know, in California and worshiping and praying and, you know, when we're not on the road traveling, I, 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 when I have those times and even when I'm on the road, I'm spending time and I, I always think I'm spending time with them. Yeah. I'm spending time with them. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're locked in a closet, your little prayer time, or if you're in some small little city, you're spending time with Jesus and he takes notice of it and he doesn't take it lightly. No one worships God the way you worship him. No one prays to God the way you pray to him. He wants your worship. He wants your pray, praise. He wants, he wants that time with you. Amen. And talking with him. Share about, you know, about New York, how he took you to those people. Yeah. And I saw, the next thing I saw in that was I saw people out in the streets and I, I could even feel the, the weather. It was cold. And I saw people warming themselves up by the fire. And they were on my right. And uh, I heard this, Brandon, it's not my fault they're in this situation. I've done everything I had to do for them. I heard help them, heal them. So that's what I, that was the theme of it. I've done everything I had to do for them. It's not my fault they're in this situation. Wow. And I never, after this, I didn't know exactly what that meant. And then the Lord just, not very long ago, he said, I'll tell you what that meant. What do you do? I said, I preach. He said, what do you preach? What's your main message when you preach places? I talk about your name, the power in your name. He said, it's all in my name. All in his name. What he did. What he did. He, wants, he didn't want them in that situation. It's all in his name. He wants them to be helped. Yes. You know. So he says, when you go, when you preach, you preach my name. When you go to those services, you're doing what I've called you to do to help them, heal them. And we've been seeing that. Everywhere we go, we've been seeing people touched by God. We've been seeing miracles. We've been seeing... Um, Young people, literally just God touching young people in the audience where they can't even stand. Wow. Just like how the Lord got a hold of me, I see it happening in the audience. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah, that He wants that. He wants that personal communion with you. And, that, and you know, as you were mentioning about helping people and that He wants them help, that God cares about that. Exactly. He cares about that. And just like you, 14 years old, and he wanted to talk with you. I mean, that amazes me. Yes. You know, so I was just thinking, you know, you're not too young to have fellowship with God. You're not too young, you know, and that was a supernatural encounter. Right. That he made time for you and revealed himself to you. And that's how the generations are working together, that we have that voice and wherever you're at. And I believe some of you that are watching that maybe you do feel called. Maybe you're not in front of people ministering and you don't feel called in that platform. 
but maybe you feel called to help in a different way. That's part of raising your voice. You know, like you saw those people on the street, you know, and he wanted them helped. He wanted them to be whole, that he used you and he made, he made you to know that. Exactly. You know, and so I just really want to encourage if, if in your, I just believe there are people watching that God is ministering to you right now. And just the, the way that he wants to use you. And you may think, I don't know what my call is. I don't know how to use my voice. I don't know what God is asking me to do. But just start there. Just start talking to God. Just don't make it difficult, but trust God. Don't try to figure it out on your own, but trust him to show you how to use your voice. Wherever you work, wherever he's called you, there might be one person that he calls you to minister to. And they may... You know, that may be your one moment just to say, just to show them love. And he wants you to, and they may be hurting in a way that you, that on the outside they may look fine, but they may be hurting inside. And you just ministering to them is raising your voice for God wherever you are to help those people. And so Brandon, will you pray for the people online and how God is going to touch them in a supernatural way? Yes, I'd be honored. I want to say this, you know, we're not in the, the dark business, we're in the light business. Amen. So the darker it is, the brighter you and I shine. I was just thinking about that little song, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's our life. Everywhere you go, you are the light. And even if you might not see it, when you walk into your workplace, the atmosphere is shifting. The atmosphere is changing. Amen. I've seen that in California at a coffee shop. Guy comes up to me, starts talking to me. He said, when I walked in, there was power in here. There was light in here. What is it? What is it? The answer is this. It's Jesus. So wherever you are at, you're called to preach. You're called to proclaim the word of God. He's giving you the name of Jesus, not just for pastors and ministers only, but to you. And I want to pray right thank now you, in the name of Jesus thank you, that your life will never be the same. I thank you for the thank presence you, of God touching you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I thank you for a courage, a boldness, a fire inside of your heart for Jesus. Will you'll never be the same again. That your life will be a testimony. That you'll raise your voice what this program is all about. Thank You'll you. raise your voice and lift up your voice to God and he'll show you what to say to people, whether if it's a hello or God bless you. He'll use you. Thank and you. this year, yes. you'll see the most results in the name of Jesus. I thank in you, Holy Spirit, Jesus. for leading them and guiding them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. We've had such a fun time. Thank you so much thank for you. being on here. And, you know, I just believe some of you are watching. I can't get over this, but I just, just to yield to that, just to yield to what God's calling you to do. God wants to talk with you. He wants to have a supernatural fellowship with you, not just a relationship, having Jesus in your heart, or maybe you have never accepted Jesus into your heart. Just make that opportunity just to say, Jesus, come into my heart. I want a fresh encounter with you. I want to know you on a personal level. I want to have, I want to talk with you and I just, just yield to that. Let God minister to you. And you know, I want to stay connected with you, social media, I believe, Facebook, Instagram, 
raise your voice. That's a way we can connect and raise your voice for God. And I appreciate you watching. It means so much to me. You are valuable to God. He cares about you. He knows every hair on your head. That's what the word of God says. He knows everything about you and he cares about you and he loves you. And he's given you a voice for this time. It's not an accident that you're alive, but you are here for such a time as this. And I believe God's going to show you in greater measure how to use your voice to influence your community and help unite the generations. Thank you so much for watching.